I just love the fact that then that we're diving headfirst into uh, music as as all, uh, music episodes are my favorite. Also, I just love the juxtaposition that then before starting all this, I've just been listening to nothing but slam for the past like three weeks. So That's this perfect. is this Very is the, yeah, and now Eurodance yeah. is like okay, yeah, nothing just like pig squeals in my ears, and then now like just fist bumping, and it's now the same like, thing, da, right? Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. Left, right, left, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they play that at like Germany's NATO meeting. Yes, they should actually. Uh, yeah, fun, funny enough, uh, some of the Captain Jack albums, which is of course a German wonder as well as much of Eurodance is, um, mm. uh, is only available in Japan because the Japanese did love Captain Jack and I wonder, <laughs> wonder what that. Oh no! <laughs> we you love know this what? German military man. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know. You know what else is like? You know, Spati. Uh, you know, throwback. You know what else is only available in Japan? <laughs> no. I'm waiting oh, for. Oh yes, yes. Yes. See, Kira remembers. I know exactly what you're yes, say. the Alessandro yeah. Mussolini album that she recorded. Oh. I believe it was called Amore or something like that. Japan yes, has a very exactly called Amore. Yeah. Very sp- uh. special music taste and and fascination for Germany and Italy. <laughs> I believe, yeah. Um, I think, I Historically, mean, she also did, like Japanese translations of her songs as well. I'm like, not sure if Captain Jack that, like, did that. Captain no, Jack no, is like a, uh, a perfect figure for us to start on because he is fascinatingly enough. Or, well, first of all, there's an elaborate history of the many people who have played the parts of Captain Jack. It's kind of like a rotating yeah. Broadway cast at this point. He's Germany's but, Doctor Who. But the original guy was a uh, American who was in Germany because he was on a fucking army base. So he, it is yeah. actually the perfect yeah. like uh, symbol here. of what is going on here, culturally, <laughs> yes. which is this like a weird American funhouse mirror of European culture. It's it's like who's appropriating who? It's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> Germany loves well, it's an Ouroboros of yeah yeah yeah. Germany loves that person the the American the American okay. troop, particularly PSE yeah. troop, who then comes to uh, you know liberate. Yeah, wherever it may be because um no, I, actually the, i think they are from nuremberg I doesn't matter know. but there's i can think of multiple examples of this bruce from tv what's his name oh. yeah what's yes. his what's his last name uh, i don't know his last, last name, name. He but doesn't... he's on yeah bruce yeah <laughs> he's like share um yeah sure, what is it Bru- yeah, yeah the handbag most lebendig sign yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Germany's but next keeping... top model it was on. Exactly, and, yeah. And he, he was, was a, a catwalk mm, uh, coach. Yep. He was a troop. There was also and a catwalk coach. And a catwalk coach. <laughs> and there was also the documentary that then I watched with Rob about about Türsteher, about like, you know, uh, club bouncers and whatnot. One oh, of those dudes watched it too. was a troop. Watched it too. Yes, I watched you know? it too. And I I I really need to get before we move too far away, but the, the troop who is also a catwalk judge is great because you can just imagine <laughs> the like panel at the end is like, I have slayed behind enemy lines, but I have never seen something slay like today. <laughs> S- serving and protecting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe right. also keeping in Eurodance, if we're looking for an American troop who also contributed to the uh, German Eurodance canon, uh, uh, Mr. President. Mr. President, um, the yeah. guy, in, yeah, the guy in Coco Jambo is uh, um, again a guy who was rotated out a couple of times, but the guy who recorded Coco Jambo is a, a, a an American troop living in Germany. 
let's get into the episode because I have a story yes. about this song. All right, Kieran, lead us in. And oh, Julia knows. Yeah, you, Julia I know knows. The story. You know, you so know it's the story. my story. It's, it's both of our story. story. Okay, we can tell it together. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Um, so we're all very excited for this episode. It seems. Um, We've we've been spending the last like couple of months talking about Israel Palestine. This is so much nicer. Um, let's talk about Eurodance. Uh, for the love of God, we're talking about Eurodance, an episode that I've wanted to do for a very very long time. No, not just because of Planet of the Base, but that did remind me, and then I also put it off for until now because um, that was a meme from like half a year ago. Now it feels like. And um, yeah, so today we have a, a co-host of the Indie Heads podcast, and I believe also a DJ, uh, Jacqueline, joining us today. Yes, Hello. hi. Um, happy Excellent. To, happy to be on. Very excited to be talking about um, what really is my cultural product as an, an a, uh, American of European descent. Like, this really feels like my uh, expertise and territory, and I'm happy to <laughs> um, dig into this stuff because it's both very genuinely kind of like formative for me i joke all the time that like i heard i'm blue by eiffel 65 as like a four-year-old and that just that i'm a dj now like that's how it works like <laughs> it just sort of imprinted on my young subconscious but um i, I also have just maybe always... if i get into music i can go to the blue planet of aliens <laughs> I, I i i was five years old like sitting in the back seat with like a, a cd player one of those ones that you like had like a strap on it so you could like hold it in your hand and i was sitting out the window mm. thinking about the man in the blue world and thinking how i was like damn this is really this is really deep he's he's in a blue <laughs> world but the, the world is blue like him i, I was already depressed at five years old anyways <laughs> but yeah no i love i love Eurodance, both uh tongue-in-cheek but also somewhat sincerely some of this stuff is actually good but a lot of it is complete garbage on purpose and, and it's very fascinating like we've talked about already like the cultural history of this being like sort of a european export that is very popular in europe but is also kind of more popular in america because it is sort of America's very stereotypical idea of European culture <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I really, um, I will second that as, you know, uh, in the United States, Eiffel 65 was the first group I ever got into. Um, just that I have a clear memory of hearing the radio, knowing the band, the band. The band. <laughs> That's giving them too much credit. Um, knowing them. And the then, three people in the office that day. <laughs> Pretty much. And then like um like legitimately excited when I heard the second like single, which was I believe Move Your Body it's called or something. Your yeah. Move Your Body, yeah. yes, absolutely. It is that that is the first group musical yeah. entity, if you will, that I have a a a legitimate, coherent, cohesive memory of oh this of song blue. Yeah. And this <laughs> other song, Move Your Body, which must have also, of course, been a hit as well, because I totally fucking remember how that goes. It was. Um, yeah. It did well. Entity yeah, is yeah. the right word, because the, uh, <laughs> yes. Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page starts with Eiffel 65 is an Italian Eurodance group that was formed in 1997 in the studios of the Turin record company Bliss Corporation. That is just uh, yep, the, yep. Can the we... most perfect European thing. I could... Bliss Corporation, Bliss Corporation. is yep. beautiful. An Italian company called Blissco is just like, that's like a cyberpunk thing, not something that 
should be like selling you drugs, like really sketchy drugs. Like the, an ad for their drug product is at the beginning of the movie of like a dystopian future, like Bliss Corporation or whatever. Uh, um, I mean, it, but it does make sense that a blue, like a song about a blue world where everyone is blue comes yeah. out of Bliss Co. <laughs> basically. <laughs> the um, Okay, so not to jump over jump around too much but i feel like that's going to be inevitable in this episode i know the full story of this which is bliss corporation was like a co-working space kind of office where they had a bunch of producers in there and what they did as like a company was they made euro dance and like dance compilation cds uh, but they weren't actually compilation CDs. They were all fakes. They were all made by the people in the studio, and then they would give them fake band names, which is why one of those ba- one of the songs was Blue, and the band is called Eiffel sixty five because it's like they just they put like ten minutes thought into any of these band names, and then whenever whenever a song became famous, which I believe was like never before Blue, they would just go into the studio, get the person responsible for the song, and then like two other people to show up and be like, you're Eiffel 65 now. Go on to Italian Radio Racismo and like get on there <laughs> talking about how it's okay to be blue now, a controversial thought in Italy. I really do enjoy the fact that this has like, it's like the antithesis of like the rock doc of like, Oh, it was 1975 London. Shit was real crazy. You know, you'd go one day and you have the sex pistols here. Da, da, and it's like, it's the op. It literally is as like formulaic and as boring as can possibly be. Of like, ah, we were having an espresso and uh, we made a eighteen fake bands one day, forty seven <laughs> fake songs. It was wild in Milan, baby. You should have been there. <laughs> um, yeah, they hosted the Eurovision in Turin, Turin like two years ago, and there was not a single mention of Blue. Uh, um, I was very disappointed with that. Yeah. yeah, it's from there. Um, all right, so let's. I'm going to try now structure this episode because mm-hmm. I got to say my uh, Eiffel 65 stuff. Also, they hate each other now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the people from Eiffel 65. Yeah, that's the only thing that's like coherent with the Rock Doc is that then they yeah, still yeah, they that's, managed. That's, that's, that's very funny. It's like totally artificial, but still they managed to hate each other and develop yeah. very personal. Like, no, I should get credit for this. Yeah, song yeah. We all well, didn't make. Because they got well, really like, big, those, and they have to do the no, like totally. they have to do the yeah. they have to do the thing where then they're like, well, now we're serious. So then, how do what what does a serious band do? I don't know. Let's look at oh, the yeah. Americans. Oh, we have to all hate each other. There. It's. I mean, <laughs> we are we are gonna get to this when we talk about Scatman John. But the one hit wonder is so it we it's funny to like laugh at like oh this cultural artifact. But I just love like the the personal arc of someone being like trying to do a thing their whole life succeeding wildly with this one thing that they did in an afternoon and thought nothing of. And then the entire rest of their life is like reverse engineered around like, Oh, I was always meant to be the guy that did this one thing. Like, it's just such a, like, we'll talk about Scatman John. What a character, but. uh, Oh, absolutely. We will. Berlin's (laughs) finest Scatman John. (laughs) But the, um, all right. So, Okay, Jesus. Uh, here, here, we, here we go. I'm, I'm looking at the doc again. I'm sorry, everyone at home. Um, okay. Eurodance is a genre kind of loosely defined, but like sometimes it means just kind of electronic dance music that comes from Europe, but sometimes it has like a very specific genre definition. Heavily inspired by 
um, according to Wikipedia, Chicago House, a thing I know about, and Belgian New Beat, a thing I do not know about. Yeah, that's that just <laughs> saying things are inspired like Chicago House is just sort of like uh, a, a easy blanket statement music. to put over that. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of electronic music, so it was stolen from black people in America one way or another, essentially. Yeah. Which is the other yeah, thing about yeah. what you're talking about with it not aligning with like rock talk stuff. <laughs> like this is never music that pretended to be a serious cultural product. Like it was a chintzy ripoff of other things that were going on from day one, and I think that is both like why it's derided why it becomes a meme years later as planted at the base but also why it's like managed to be an inspiration for people like uh the deceased artist sophie and people like that of like taking the sort of like exaggerated excess of it and like playing off of that in more intentionally artistic ways but like it's a total fucking silly joke bullshit thing but like there's a lot of weirdly good music that comes out of it uh, uh, in spite of itself essentially I think that the thing that we need to kind of come into when doing anything about a genre like Eurodance is like on a very serious note is that then we need to get out of this mindset, which I feel that then that like pitchfork brain has kind of done or whatever the fuck you want to call it. This like, you know, music reviewer brain that I feel like every loser who likes music like myself has is that. <laughs> really good music can exist and, sh- and be shit and have no meaning, oh, totally. have nothing, <laughs> and just be dog yeah. shit. And they're like, like Eurodance, the reason why it is so good and memeable and this and that, or so good in its fact, I mean, along with all the bad, is because not for one second it ever took itself seriously. And you can have really good music that does that you don't like you know oh, yeah you know I, I i think that we need to like you know before going into like the discussion about this be as, as unpretentious with this as possible is that then there is a lot of really good music <laughs> here and it fucking sucks like it sucks yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of like anything in terms of like whatever you like whatever music like like uh, uh meanings whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. even like production of some of these songs are fucking terrible <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's fine. You know, it is okay. It is a safe space. It is okay to like really bad music. And I, I, th- I, I like how, how, how you mentioned Sophie, uh, Jacqueline, because uh, like, this is one of the perfect things that then Hyperpop does so well is removing all the pretentious bullshit, especially like living in Berlin, like a bullshit city around techno. Sorry. Like I like yeah. techno. I like, I like electronic music. Berlin you, is so, yeah. uh, so washed, especially in terms of like, yeah. like all of the electronic music space over the last month, as yeah. especially during all the Israel Palestine stuff is like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't have like <laughs> valorized Berlin as like, yeah, no, 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 I said we wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. No, no, sorry, but I mean, like, sorry. Like, I mean, Berlin's the perfect example of this. Is like your, yeah, your four on the floor dance music is fun. It does not. It is not the artistic equivalent to like you know whatever like whatever yeah, great exactly, thing you think like, it is. I like what you're getting at, which is that like I think it's important to acknowledge that like. There's there's a good version of this in like the Berlin Detroit connection and Tracer Records and stuff like that of like techno actually having a creative dialogue with musicians in Europe and musicians in Detroit and stuff like that and obviously this is like in some ways a bastardization of that but I would rather Germans make some dumb bullshit like this than try to make super self serious techno that also kind of sucks you know what I mean yeah like, <laughs> if it's gonna kind of suck it should be at least be fun yeah. Be, being being i think it's like the the being aware of yourself kind yeah. of thing 
of yeah. just like or I know being, what I'm doing. I know what I'm making. Not aware of yourself is also a valuable <laughs> currency. <laughs> just, just the other end, being just like helping out the other end. Completely blissfully unaware of of what you might be doing or appropriating, and just going forth mm. and uh, uh, telling people to move their body to the music. <laughs> this is you, move your body move your body move your body if you want to start the groove <coughs> first you have to move I have something along those lines I'm trying to remember the lyrics um, but those are Italians and we're not talking about them yet they're the second era of Eurodance because the first era is what I called in a Germany. in our group chat earlier <laughs> yeah Germany's only W in in history is making Eurodance, um, which I think is fair. Um, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, that, that that is also. I mean, it started also like as not so like. I mean, we're talking about the commercially successful songs that we all know, but it started off in like a lot around the club culture around. Frankfurt and down there yeah. somewhere. Dorian Gray, I think, was the club that is mentioned in the whole like yes. uh, birth of of Eurodance. Um, where people it was just Frankfurt to 1991. Have... It was absolutely exactly. crazy. Yeah, exactly. And like as it became like more uh, commercially successful, that is when it starts to really not uh, yeah, care much because, about like... its production or how ridiculous it is. <laughs> But like we 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 are taught we started this conversation with like blue by a full sixty five, but that's like a whole decade away from when yeah. this starts. Um because yeah, we, we want to talk about like Frankfurt specifically, it's like a specifically a West German thing. Mm-hmm. Um it also became That's like why I you have read all somewhere. The American that, soldiers. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and why like it isn't just like Mr. President featuring some Kazakh soldier. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there is German. Yeah, there is like an end of history vibe just to all this too that could only happen post fall of the wall yeah, as well. And like, it was damn, not gonna be the 90s. Yeah, yeah the exactly. 90s in and Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 it all makes like yeah. the stupidity and careless in a careless carefreeness of it makes perfect sense that it would like surround mm-hmm. itself around Germany, baby. Everyone free, wallfall, yeah, sexy, sexy, yeah. <laughs> and like, it, 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 you don't have to. You 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 can know literally nothing about the genre and know nothing about like anything other than that it's like the nineties. The Berlin Wall fell. This you know, the 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 specter yep. of communism is no longer haunting Europe, and a dumb music genre came out. And it's like that. Makes, we we can't. That makes perfect yeah. sense. We can't. You know. We can't unite the two Germans with punk music because the Nazis have already co-opted it, like like that, basically. So yeah. we get all the East Germans into the raves, not the Nazi punk shows, <laughs> is basically what happened. Yeah, my understanding of this. It, it fits perfectly with. This is the one thing I, I do. I, the Planet of the Base meme obviously got like overplayed and like got way too out of hand with like how much credit we were giving it. However. Uh, the like uh, tell the president stop the war line is what I think about all the time because that is like the perfect summation of like I mean it, it culminated in David Guetta many years later oh, being, yeah. like, shout out to <laughs> his family but like yes the, the European DJ brain is a beautiful thing that I have studied my entire life as a fan of electronic dance music <laughs> and just and just like the kind of like yeah, like you're saying, like very post-Berlin Wall of like we can uh, have world peace if we have a sexy dance party. Um, yeah, and yeah. solve racism. But 
I think, the, but at the I, same time, also the like the whole stuff. world is yeah, exactly. Like the love like, parades, <laughs> the dance for climate. Yes. Um, this still happens in this city, and also like another thing that I think we'll talk about later of just like it is end of history because now the world is just kind of America forever. Um, because a, a huge part of Eurodance is a bunch of Europeans trying to kind of be American. We talked about like the 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 influences, but also just a lot of the singers from the first couple of hits are just Americans we found. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like going back to Blue, the guy who says, yo, listen up, was hired specifically at Bliss Studios or like Bliss Corp to because like the guy who owns it heard him and was like, you have a naturally sounding American accent. We need you for <laughs> our song. That's so funny. Yeah, I w- when I was digging into some of the history of this stuff for the episode that we did on our Indie Heads podcast, um, there, there was like several examples of like, oh yeah, they recorded this song in one of their hit factory type things and it was taking off. But then for the music video, because they are trying to like market this stuff with like American quote unquote urban culture or whatever, like they would put like black people in the music videos instead of like the Italian person that recorded it, which is like the first cultural example of like reverse whitewashing that's like ever happened or whatever. Like, What if yeah. an Italian were actually a POC, not just the pretend thing that they think that yeah. they are? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and good thing it didn't happen like 30 years earlier or else it would have been an Italian like putting on black like, <laughs> But um Yeah. I don't like when this guy says rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of. Yeah. What what a fucking song. Spe- what a banger. Oh, yes. I love that song. We have to we have to start with uh, uh, the first era of uh, um, and we're going to do this so everyone can hear it, including people at home. Mm. We're going to start with the first era of of this music, which is the German band uh, Snap, with I believe their 1990 hit, uh, um, "The Power," mm-hmm. which everyone will recognize from this. Basically, I did not know that this was not an American song. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was, exactly. It was written on a. When I was born, no, <laughs> like for me, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like I, I, this isn't the song at spir- spiritually. I, I do want to make a point in this episode. There is such a thing as American Euro dance, and it's effectively jock jams. Yeah, um, that's my argument. <laughs> that, like oh, totally. the song that plays yeah. the beginning of Space Jam is is American Eurodance. I mean, Eurodance itself, even like we will get to Cascada very much later in this episode. But like they play yeah. that song at like American football games that I would go to in college, and and like people will go crazy for that shit. Like it is, it it, it does have a weird uh, sway over like that jock jam sort of like culture <laughs> in America. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and we've also mentioned it already, but I'm just going to get a little bit of this into Yay. the recording as well. But the second song from Snap that comes two years later is a big single. And number one in multiple European countries is uh, Rhythm is a Dancer, which this I'm, I'm playing here. Hit. People should be able to hear it's it. Amazing. It is such a hit. Yeah, there are so many songs, including ones we'll talk about later in this episode, that are ripping off this synth uh, arpeggio r- r- melody. Like, it's just... You hear this and like immediately you can imagine like 90s CGI like visuals just like sweep. Yes. It's just great. Yeah, just like a Lisa Frank cover just like comes alive. No, totally. Hang <laughs> on, say it. Say it. There you go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, she yeah. said the lyric. 
I mean, the <laughs> lyric said, is, yeah. uh, a lot, going back to the plan of the base thing, it is that, like, a, uh, English to uh, Google Translate, like, it's like it's been translated three times back and forth, and so the meaning is, like, it's it's close enough. Rhythm is a dancer. It makes sense, but when you think about it for more than two seconds, you're like, oh, huh? <laughs> No, if you if you live in Germany for long enough, you'll know when you've integrated to German society. When you wake up in a cold sweat one night and you go, "Rhythm is a dancer." No, it is. I understand. I, I, I understand too. <laughs> but if I tried to explain it to someone else, I would feel crazy. Yeah, as soon as you leave the borders of Germany, it just doesn't make sense again. Oh God! So. This this kind of begins the what I've heard described as the golden era, which is the first half of the 90s, 1990 to 1995, uh, and includes a bunch of songs that maybe people wouldn't necessarily recognize immediately uh, by the title, but would recognize as soon as it starts playing. Um, because we also have... Um, Dr. Album, It's My Life, coming coming from Sweden, Sweden's first entry into this, wow. because they can't leave any musical genre alone. They always have to do something. Because that album money real good. <laughs> Hang on. Get to the part everyone recognizes. Okay, I'm, I'm going based on the, the YouTube most free watched part. <laughs> nope, that didn't work. Hang on. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah. Okay, funny enough, in German, there is like... Oh, sorry. We are listening or... No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, no, go ahead. Go we ahead. An, uh, Talk over the music. We have a name because all of these songs are kind of like... Uh, it is like a lot of them have the same structure as there's a man that raps and a woman that yes. sings in a solely kind of yeah. way. Yeah, so in Germany, we kind of like call it Mara Frasi, the structure of it. Like man sings, man rapped, uh, Frau singt. So Mara Frasi. It's kind of like. Oh, it's so one of these. The one of these. Made, yeah, made a, a fucking acronym to describe this. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I love when Germany does this. <laughs> so you have. I love. I, Manra Frasi. Mara Frasi. So yeah. like. Man, man rap, rap Frau. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's I, it's, the, it's the German Mara Frasi. That's they should bring that back. <laughs> yeah, we should totally bring that back. Also, it, like... it feels it feels like the European sort of like um, uh, absorption of like R and B rap collaborations. Like back in the <laughs> back in the early days, where those two things were like very separate, and it would be like. Okay, Mariah Carey's coming to sing, and then all of a sudden it's gonna like hard pivot, and then the rap verse starts, and it's like a completely different <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. Here we go. Like, no, there, there was. Yeah, but then all there was a period of Eurodance rapping is like the the only rap that they've heard is fucking like basketball is my favorite sport. I like to jump <laughs> up and down the court. <laughs> or the Fresh Prince of Bel Air of theme. Yeah, like it's either yes, one or yes, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really do appreciate that, uh, that. I'm just trying to like, you know how like on on sheet music, um, a lot of the wording at the top telling you before BPMs existed, it would just be whatever the composer would like write that they thought it was. So there's like some really funny yeah, ones. Fast, yeah, like you know that's that's how we end up with like a, you know like allegro and all these terms like that to determine you know like the wording for BPM. 
I don't know why, mm. but I think that this um, ma- Mara Frasi should be Mara one of these that then just like <laughs> appears at the top. You know, like oh, what was like you know what was Bach thinking of then? Oh, what 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 is what is what what does Mara Frasi Mara mean? <laughs> oh yeah, no, the well, chick is- sings, the dude raps. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this was this was back in an era where I feel like every like head of a record label couldn't conceive of a um, of like a rapped chorus. Like that that could <laughs> exactly. never be done. Yeah, no. no, it can't be done. Yeah. A verse, yes, but a chorus, no. All right. So going on next, as this expands out from Germany, we get the Belgian Dutch common combo uh, combo of two <laughs> Yeah. Of two unlimited uh, uh, with their song "No Limit," <laughs> two unlimited, no limit. Yeah, I always thought that was great. That was, uh, you know, such good branding, <laughs> yeah. solid branding. We, we had this as a single. Wondering. We had it as a single at home. Yeah, yeah. Like a single CD. Yeah, yeah. A single CD. Yes. Oh, we again very to that jock jams on repeat. <laughs> I mean, imagine we were just. Tiny, tiny toddlers, so. <laughs> yeah, I had the um, I had the biggest crush on the woman from this music video, from this band. Uh, oh, rightfully uh, so. From Two yeah, Unlimited? Yeah, yeah, Anita Doss. I, 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 yeah. I pulled up the music yeah. video. It, it, there's something very, like, kids' TV show about the set of it that is very funny. <laughs> Like yeah, actually, going through the music videos, you guys haven't been able to see them, but there really, there really isn't a conception about where they should be shot. Um, like definitely, like uh, you know, we know what the visual effects are going to be. We know what the dress sensibilities are going to be. We don't know the location. Like so far, we've had like yes, that looks like a um, like the set of a a kids like kids it seems TV like show after, after whatever like like uh kids tv show was like at night like after they filmed like they came in and filmed yeah. this there and and you can have yeah. this set on for the cheap like yeah we'll let you in after like 8 p.m when we're done filming um this is why it it's my place. life was in a castle <laughs> there was a dancer was in like an industrial estate and it was a perfect song for toddlers because i was uh, uh, like later on it wasn't the year because i was two when that came out or, no, one yes. or something but later on you know for a toddler it's a great song to bounce around in the uh, in a room and just oh, absolutely. Yeah. it's for toddlers and adults that want to reduce themselves to a toddler exactly this was like the 90s equivalent of an ipad kid was the two unlimited kid no, exactly. i was like no this kid should have limits <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. we get a classic oh. again from Germany oh, returning well, to of, uh, the, ripping the... off rhythm as a dancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, uh, we have Hadaway's "What Is Love." What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's no, you can't help it. It's it's too good. Baby, don't hurt me. It's a very, very good song. And also, I think the first time where uh, um, in Eurodance tradition, from Germany anyway, where the person of color at the front of the song is actually German. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, not an American we've hired. Yeah. And also, uh, like, one of the first memes. This I song. was about to say, this is such a memeable yeah. song and yeah, it's yeah, still alive yeah. because people are still, what is love? And yeah. Hathaway always comes up. And, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, too, is that then the fact it, like, it is an era of meme where it's like, oh, yeah, you watched the movie Dodgeball. Oh, yeah, you're going to talk about Dodgeball with your friends for the next eight months. Oh, feels, you saw. It, you saw the like SNL to, uh, skit that like was around yeah, exactly. before you were even born. Oh yeah, that thing is so fucking funny. It's you right know? next door to Rick Astley. Like that's yeah. exactly where it lives <laughs> culturally. Is like that early yeah. YouTube like dramatic hamster. What is love? Whatever. <laughs> like before before it became like a PewDiePie and people being put in saw traps by Mr. Beast. <laughs> that YouTube was just like what is love. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I yeah, like the new era, like kids today listening don't understand when we got a meme in the 90s that had to last us like two years minimum like before we got the next one. Like, um, culture was better back then. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So. I would much, I would much prefer that than, yeah, oh, what, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, what, Mr. Beast, like, grabbed a person from every country and then also, like, may have, like, mislabeled some countries on the map and has caused international, uh, uh, international crisis. I don't want that. I don't want that. Um, yeah, no, like, quoting Anchorman was our uh, Beast Burger. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now the YouTubers Next are Nazis, have- like... <laughs> when back in the day it was just the dance musicians <laughs> but we'll get to ace of bass later um <laughs> anyway um next we have 1993 hit culture beat mr vane oh my god one of the best <laughs> oh absolutely featuring a bucket hat a man in a bucket hat that is so oh, cool this is gonna ruin europeans for decades <laughs> I'll say the line. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. As long as they say the line, we're fine. <laughs> we we need them to say the line. I know. I'm not skipping I'm around. I might miss it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. All right. He's, she said it. She said the line. Um, again, going back to we don't know what to do with music videos. Everyone's dressed as a fancy pirate in this uh, music video. I'm not entirely sure why, except for Mr. Vane himself. <laughs> the thing that I, I love about... Yeah, maybe the he's thing, not so vain. Or maybe the, he's too vain to dress as a pirate. The thing that I always love about Eurodance too, and we'll get into this like the further we, the further on we go in time, is that then it is the most gay yet somehow homophobic genre that exists. It can't make up its yeah. fucking mind. It is weirdly somehow the queerest shit, but then is by no means like inviting to gay people <laughs> like it is later on in hindsight you know but it exactly, is like yeah. there is like yeah. this like pent-up homophobia in europe that it's like you'll see like what you would think and i think this is when we go into like the american conceptions of europe of like oh yeah the europeans all gay this is the-. it comes a lot from like this but it, it by no means is actually gay it tricks you it like it really does a great job of like oh look at these flashy things look at all these kooky costumes no they just thought that that was like fun but it's like by no means is it like welcoming within the queen like i guess depends on the country depends on the scene depends on this depends on that yeah but like 
Yeah, a lot of it's like not this like big, you know, like yeah, Europe is like free and this and that and that the Cold War is over. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Europe's also mm. still really homophobic at this time. Yeah, too, your fascism though. is just fruitier than ours. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, we we <laughs> yeah, see yeah. your fascists and we're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But it's 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 it is totally that. It's like it comes from this place that is so like over the top and ridiculous in a way that obviously resonates with a lot of young queer people but then like it comes from these people that are like yeah totally it's like this very like macho presentation of it and i think the 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 gruff male the bliss company or whatever it was yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly I'm sure the Bliss Corporation, yeah, they- uh, if you look at their political donations, it's all up, on the up and up. <laughs> They're definitely not. Fratelli d'Italia, Casa Pound, uh, 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 Mussolini was pretty great party, things of this nature. Uh, there's a lot of choices in Italy. Except for, exactly. you know, left wing or whatever. It's the thing, too, um, about how, like, right. Schlager and stuff like that becomes, like... Like, I know that it's, like, Schlager is not necessarily Eurodance, but there are, like, I think a lot of similarities between the, like, silliness of the... In Germany, at least, you know, like, the... How it becomes, like, a, a public sphere. Like, you know, Eurodance songs can get, like, transformed into, like, football chants or get, you know, transformed yeah. into, like, beer chants or whatever, this and that and that. It takes on a very heteronormative thing too at the end of the day as yeah well. but then returning to sweden oh no uh, um the southern europe doesn't really get a look in in the golden era i'll tell you that much um we get the rednecks with an axe oh. uh, um cotton eye yeah. joe yeah this is um I, I am eternally fascinated with Europeans being obsessed with like Southern American Americana oh, yeah. culture and the like hard on. It's always bad. The we, UK we've especially. So much. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that so much, like on the podcast already. Germans. Part, I think he said Cotton Eye Joy like seven times. It's part of what <laughs> helped, Go on. It's part of what helped me like uh, remove. I I in the past like when I was a teenager really loved a lot of like British music and a very classic American like wow it's so different and like uh, cool but that's only just like a grass is always greener thing and seeing the fact that like british people are like you know what's really fucking cool is bluegrass music i'm like oh i get it it's just a like yeah wanting what the (laughs) other people have (laughs) yeah exactly like neither of us are cool i get it now yeah it's like when you get these things of like um oh yeah you know like the beatles and the rolling stones and led zeppelin were obsessed with like you know like Robert Johnson, and you're like, what? Why? And, it, and like, I get it. Like, I get that it's like, you know, whatever, cool, really old. Like, it literally to me half the time sounds like the Metalocalypse episode when they're like trying to like make blues music. But yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, they, like again, yeah, not cool. The whole, like, and the, the but, whole thing but just, just but reminds- they're also just going to steal all their music and and not give them any credit. That's the that's the other part too. Maybe that the whole thing just kind of reminds me of um, I don't know how many people in this room in this call have heard the um, this the online sketch of Beatles three thousand. Um, it's like this talking head documentary about the Beatles, but supposedly it's the year three thousand, and they're just getting like so much shit wrong because it's been lost to time. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen and it's this. just like 
Yeah, yeah, and it was like, and then the Beatles arrived in America. You have to understand at the time, Americans were mostly into like hymns and chants, and they were not used to songs that were under sixteen hours long. This <laughs> um, <laughs> like weird fascination that like somehow music is drastically different in other parts of the world. When uh, um, really, it's a big just like feedback loop of the same bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, in general, whenever. Uh, um, a European is terribly fascinated with American culture, particularly the American South. It's it's a terrible sign. I feel like oh totally. We've we've talked about like the Route sixty six Germans. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! That's not technically the South. They're, no, they're more. That's not the American South. Exactly. Doesn't they're matter. more normal. They're, yeah, they're, that's that's your normal <laughs> German man. All right, you just no. But yeah, it, 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 Route sixty six is perfect for the, a thing for them to be obsessed with because it's like capital A America. It's not even like a state. It's like the larger idea of just the whole thing that they're like into. I yeah. Like that. Yeah, and it's a shitty road yeah, that, um, like, no one drives on anymore. Exactly. But also, a great thing to name your burger restaurant. Um, like that one we found in the Netherlands that had, like, an old-timey 1950s American police car just on the roof. Um, but, yeah, anyway, moving on to uh, one that Actually, we wait, do, hold like, on, a person... Before we move on, I just want to <laughs> okay. say that uh, the Rednecks, I want everyone to know that there are, like... 15 members of the rednecks and they oh, it's have swedish names. it's the swedish euro dance slipknot and the, and they have stage names like jiggle mcclagahan anyway <laughs> i just had to say that <laughs> i just had to say that there's a guy named bone duster croc in the rednecks all right moving on well they're just doing the they're just doing the american names in the japanese baseball game <laughs> of just like yeah that's, that's exactly McDyckle. what it fucking is bb stiff spade <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so Jam Onsen, yeah, absolutely. These are these are adorable American names. Um, the front man of the rednecks. I'm Sleeve McDonald. Yeah, I had to actually change um, my name before I moved to Germany because it was like you know Gumpel Durkelsten or something like that. Everyone, no one would pronounce it correctly. Um, all right. So then we return to end out the golden era of Eurodance. We return triumphantly to Germany, to even Berlin. Um, to a wonderful American man who made his fortune in 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 Europe in Berlin, Scatman John, with "I'm the Scatman." I'm the Scatman. I don't want to talk because it's, I'm just I'm just it's, enjoying it's, it, soaking it in. It's it's the scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off where they're just staring at the painting. Yes, and it's just exactly. So okay, curious, I didn't know. Uh, first of all, I didn't know he was from Berlin at all. So oh, I was about to say, how how much do any of you know? So he's actually born in America, but how much do any of you know yes. about like the story of Scatman John and his arc? I I, much? Uh, I, re- I, I know a fair bit. Is podcast. there a villain? Is there a villain? Arc? No, 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 no. He's a hero. Okay. He, oh, he is, a hero arc. Okay. Basically, nice. uh, Scatman John's life story <laughs> is like that movie, The King's Speech, but with Eurodance. He has is a lifelong stutterer 
and was like bullied as a child relentlessly for his stuttering. And when he was a child, by his fascist brother, who was also the king of England. Yes, go on. <laughs> and, and and he got into uh, like jazz music and was introduced to scatting by like Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong or whatever. Oh, wow. And he, yeah. but he played he played the piano because he couldn't sing. And when he saw the scatting, he was like, "That's cool. I could do that because it's hard for me to try to say actual words, but I can do the scatting." But then, like, later, he's, he was basically a jazz uh, instrumental-type musician his entire life. But then many, many years into, like, a career of not of being a just sort of, like, random guy. Like, he wasn't a famous musician. He was just someone that no. uh, did it, whatever. And uh, he linked up with this uh, producer when he moved to Berlin who was telling him, like, mm -hmm. Eurodance, this is the hot thing. You got to do this. And he wasn't sure at first, but he was sort of talked into it. And part of... Um, him working up the courage to do the song is he had never done a song with like his own vocals on it and basically his wife had to talk him into doing the song like you should sing on it you should actually have verses and so the verses of this song if we read them are about like him overcoming his fear of yeah. stuttering and like learning how to be himself it's a very nice story it's but it's also very funny because this guy that like for his whole career was trying to be like a sort of serious jazz or like lounge type musician uh, just decides to do Eurodance because some uh, new Berlin friend of his talks him into it. And then for the rest of his career until he died, he was like the Scatman guy and making <laughs> Eurodance songs. And it's just like what I was talking about earlier, like he lived this one entire life. And then in his twilight years, became the scat man and just like that was and then he like became huge in fucking japan and like just lived this insane rest of his life yeah wow. so i'm gonna add little bits to this and give more some like berlin Please. flavor because Do. yeah he moved he moved to berlin in the 90s and like what he would have been like early 40s probably when this was going on like that's when he made it big like he's an older guy mm -hmm. um certainly older than mr vane and like he he gets like a standing ovation as a jazz musician in like Cafe Moscow, which is like a huge oh, yeah. uh, uh, um, place. Like he'd been he'd been performing around the city, and like he only made it here. But the guy who convinced him, or the guy who like first proposed uh, um, doing this over like Eurodance beats, was a, a young a Olaf Scholz. <laughs> <laughs> in a sign of things to come, was. An electronic musician based in Berlin, originally from Italy, called Tony Catina, um, in a in a in a in a sign of the eventual Southern European takeover of Eurodance. Like this is this is the usher to to the the the, the Bieber that is <laughs> Scatman John. Um, is this one Italian DJ being like, "What if you did that?" Just like at the like. At the back of Cafe Moscow, like like Nick Fury in an early Avengers movie of like, I've got no, I could I could use a man like you kind of. Of thing. course, like an Italian would be the one to be like scatting. That's so fucking sick. You should do that. Like, it's like a thing. I just, I just feel, but yeah, I just feel like it's so quintessentially like '90s Berlin of yeah. just like, mm -hmm. okay. So that for 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 Jacqueline and for anyone else who doesn't know, Berlin is like. 
fastest rising rents of anywhere in Europe it has usually historically been like a cheap city and now it's beginning like gentrified and things are becoming more expensive but in the 90s you could move here and scat over a dance beat and still make a career for yourself because you made friends with an Italian like this is what that city used to be and your rent was probably like a handshake per month um, or whatever but yeah just it's it's a it's very much a lost Berlin <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, but he's just, he, it's a, it's a really fascinating, uh, like, whole story and very emblematic of, like, we were talking about earlier with Captain Jack, like, the levels of, like, American scatting and jazz music being laid on top of this music that is, in many ways, an appropriation of American music, but through this weird funhouse, like the layers of it are just like in uh, Ouroboros is the right word you used earlier. Like it's very yeah. funny. And then the lyrics to this song, the first verse, everyone stutters in one way or another. So check out my message to you. Don't let nothing be <laughs> yeah. back. If Scatman can do it, so can you. It's inspiring. That is story. one step above. I'm MC Eurodance, and I'm here to say. No, like, yeah, it is, it's, it's just it's really <laughs> stuttering. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Um, of course, the second then, verse gets into why should we be pleasing in the politician heathens? It gets into the like, wow. uh, take down the government. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eurodance. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love. Part. Oh, no, Scatman oh. John's been listening to his Italian friend again. <laughs> yeah, I love. I really do enjoy when a genre just goes into the stereotype of itself. I like, I like overcomplicate. Like, I like when Eurodance does the like, hey, politicians, stop. Like, that's great. I was telling Yulia the other day of, like, I really love in, like, um, in, like, really heavy music where you just have nothing but just, like, gurgles and then you look up the lyrics and it's just, like, the longest, most complicated words. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I like, I like when you stick to the bullshit stereotype of your genre and you keep going with it. Yeah. And I really, like, if Eurodance does not have a, a bit about like whoa hey this political thing that's happening yo well they do have the venga boys the, the, yeah well the venga oh, boys like, awesome. yeah, yeah the venga boys hilarious either it pivots to the politics out of nowhere or <laughs> it's like we've defeated the evil and we now live on the party bus and yeah like everything yeah, is yeah. Now i mean we've solved it, all the problems yeah it, during the austrian uh crisis and like fpu demonstrations and shit we going to ibiza was basically the protest song it was basically yeah. Pia, Pia, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at Austria now. Wonderful See? time. They did like a, <laughs> I mean, all that, their problems. That's way later solved. on, of course. But you know the Ibiza mm. scandal with the FPÖ, with the cocaine and the hooker. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like uh, a, a, yeah. a, a a young female journalist journalist came up to a bunch exactly. of like yeah. far right politicians and just like tricked them into thinking they could buy the country or yes, whatever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Wonderful times. Um, we end the golden era, though, with another Scatman John song with Scatman's World in 1995. Yes. This is a thing that we've uh, uh, cataloged many times on our podcast, which is a thing called uh, It's the Same Fucking Song Again, which is when a one-hit wonder releases a song that is clearly like from the creators of that one song you've heard before here is basically the same song again like uh my favorite example is that uh the party the uh american rap act party uh the shop boys party like a rock star oh yeah oh my god yeah they have several other songs about partying like a rock star on their like debut album that are that are really 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 funny just like okay fuck we have one hit 
Um, God damn. I just got, there's literally a song on the album about like, we go out and everyone's saying party like a rock star. Like it's a song about the popularity of party like a rock star. It's incredible. I just got whiplash of like my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that's a name that'll take you right. right oh back. my God. Wow. That hurt. Like that was painful just now. American quarter. All yeah. right. All right. Moving on. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to try to get through the, uh, uh, um, the, the, the <laughs> platinum, the late era, the, okay. the 1996 to 2000. 1996, particularly a big year, uh, we started off with Coco Jambo Yay. by Mr. President. Okay, yes. before this song but, even starts, Yulia yeah. and I have oh, a story. Shit. Oh, no, no, okay, fine. Yes. Let, let it play. Okay, yo, DJ, yo DJ, I, I, yo, DJ, run that shit back. <laughs> I'm going to play it, and then I will turn it down, and it will undergird your story. How about that? Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Okay. We well, just need him to say the line. <laughs> okay, okay, there you go. Now it's it's All at right. a lower volume. So, um, how do I how, how do I start story. this? <laughs> Yulia and I had a had a had a had a a neighbor downstairs from us yeah. who would listen to three songs. Um, one of them was uh, <laughs> one of them was James Blunt, but it uh, it wasn't the "You're Beautiful." It was the other song of his. Was it? No, it. Oh, uh, what? No, 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 no. One of the songs was so. This person, this. No, it person, was. It was. It was. You're beautiful. Had, you're right. You're hang beautiful. On, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. This person had yeah. basically three wolves. Yeah, inside. One of them <laughs> three was wolves inside. when she was in love. Then it was. Uh, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Blah blah blah. When her heart was yeah. broken, it was. Um, What's it called again? Uh, here. Um, ah, shit. Now I forgot the name of I it. I forgot the other song too. It was not Unbreak My Heart, but similar. It is like um, Keep Bleeding. Keep Bleeding. Oh, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. It. it was Keep oh, so when, okay. Okay, so I also like, I noticed a lot of what was going on in her relationship because it was really loud. So when she was, <laughs> so when she was super, when she was romantic, you know, I, I could hear her doing things with her partner, etc. When she was like very, um, very heartbroken. Which is fucking. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. And when and, and when it was time to party, it was and only it was, this song. It was Coco Jumbo on repeat. <laughs> on repeat. Time, I knew like she was in a good mood, man. It was Coco Jumbo all day long. All and <laughs> it was literally like, yo, I heard Coco Jumbo for the ninth time today. Yo, DJ, run that shit back. Like she would just put these songs on repeat. So Coco Jumbo. <laughs> Coco Jumbo has a uh, has a very specific. Uh, it is ingrained in my brain because mm-hmm. of uh, a former neighbor of Julia and mine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is this is one of the Eurodance songs where I feel like it has um, it has <sighs> held on longer in Germany than it has the rest of the world. I was going to say I, I remember was not familiar if- with this one. <gasps> oh, excellent! What? Oh, ex- I'm so glad I could wow. show you a new Eurodance song. Yeah, because like I re- okay, so I remember it as the other like had my childhood in Europe. Technically, uh, um, I do remember it being like big when it came out in Ireland in 1996. Like it was being played, but then I never heard it again until I moved to Germany and I was at like at a work party and it came on damn. and everyone just fucking lost their goddamn minds. I was like, ah, the Germans. <laughs> um, the thing I always made me. Oh, good. Uh, I always had a bit of a crush of the singer with his short hair, the girl that is singing in the Coco Jumbo song. 
She wears oh, like yeah, this white absolutely. this white top and has this short blonde hair and yeah. She by the way became later actually a German pop singer who sang uh, more of a like it was the same concept the, the concept of Mara Frasi basically but more in a modern yeah. kind of way R&B and a rap but German rap you know. Uh, and then the refrain was more like a Schlager hit. It was like, ohne dich schaff ich oh. heute auch nicht ein und shit like that. And yeah, it was very cheesy. But yeah, she still like, she became like a moderator for like, uh, uh, like a commentator, a host on TV shows, uh, shows, shows. <laughs> um, she had a different hit that was totally not Eurodance. Uh, yeah, that's her. Well, she showed that she was a real artist. Yes, exactly. Uh, there's a, a great scene in the movie The Social Network where the Jewish fraternity has a Caribbean night and they're playing like footage of Niagara Falls in the background and they're like, what the fuck does this have to do with the Caribbean? That's like the vibe I'm getting from this song in general. Yeah. Like, we found out that the Caribbean exists. And we're gonna make a song about oh, it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the 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 German fantasy of just for the love of God, I need to see the sun again. I don't care how racist I have to be. Does Coco Jambo mean anything? I don't know. Pick me up, put me down. Just uh. um, Mr. President is also yeah. a great name of a of of a group. He's such Mr. a great president. <laughs> What do we call our our Eurodance band? <laughs> Mr. President is like, what so What do we call good. Eurodance band? Well, what does Bono yell at George W. Bush? Oh, Mr. President. That's what we'll call ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely wonderful song. Completely forgotten that it existed. Um, you you bring up the 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 lady in the Euro in the Coco Jambo video, which I think at this point I want to stress. Um, as in the late era, Eurodance also becomes significantly whiter is also something mm. that I noticed. Um, and then you get into what I describe as like a very continental European type of woman where like very attractive young woman wearing the most insane shit you've ever seen in your goddamn <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, and it still happens. Like, I think, Yulia, I think you have some Eurodance kind of outfits uh, I've, oh, yeah. I've seen in the past before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think this. I think this peaks with the woman from Aqua in the Barbie Girl music oh, yeah. video because there's a lot of costume changes. I think there. also the video for um, All Around the World too is a is a. We're, which, oh yeah, 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 well, yeah which yeah, which yeah. is later on in the list as well. Which um, that's in the that's in the late era, right? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Quintessential late era. Uh, next, we have first first entry from Italy. We have Gala, Freed from Desire. Yeah. I was uh, fascinated when you were talking about Italy earlier and how they weren't the entree to this, but then they sort of saw some other people doing really cheesy synth music, and they're like, hey, that's our thing. We need to get in on this. <laughs> and, then, so, and then that's when it goes from Germans trying to appropriate what they perceive as like urban American culture to Italians being like, well, this is a European thing now. And that going back to like how a lot of Americans, because a lot of Americans are introduced to electronic music through these kind of crossover hits in the late 90s, they hmm. uh, tend to associate like Europe with being the country of electronic music which that is something that like now Americans have to like, well, actually each other about be like, actually it comes from like truly to this day, I tell people like, yeah, techno was invented in Detroit. And they're like, really? That's cool. Like in America, you have to tell people that like, and that's how powerful, like the, uh, like cultural impact of 
like this stuff is in terms of like people just thinking like oh yeah okay electro i get it electronic music is music for italians to just sort of gyrate against each other to in and on and it's like well it became that yes but originally it was like yeah black queer people in chicago detroit whatever yeah <laughs> for them to gyrate your dance was invented for Everyone you to get hand jobs during erasmus too. i will i will not hear anything else yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sp- speaking of 1996, another great era, a song that was uh, a six-year-old Kiran's soundtrack to One Day I'm Going to Find the Love of My Life at a nightclub where we're all drinking Coca-Cola because that's what I think <laughs> nightclubs are. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to find the love of my life to this song. Uh, this is Amber, This Is Your Night. I am not familiar with this. Um, is the first I'm one I'm not familiar, familiar with. You've stumped. You're not off. familiar with this one. Oh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. I feel like yeah, I haven't listened to it too much. It it, it exists kind of in the uncanny valley of a couple yeah. of other ones of yeah. these songs, where it, it kind of feels like someone re like trying to recreate one of these other songs from memory or something like that yeah like, it just it has like the same synth line as like an arrhythmic song or something like that that's why yeah, i'm totally, just like yeah. oh it, have it, i heard it's, this it's, it, it's in the rhythm of is a dancer yeah. school of of um no, of, uh, of plagiarism wait. i think it was like Amber, the title this- song for some uh show in germany that's where i know it from but i might oh interesting yeah i love these oh yeah we should have uh, just thinking about it as like a oh my god this is going to be the best like because especially when I uh, was growing up in America in like the kind of late hmm. 2000s early 2010s the like this is the best fucking night of my life song is like an eternal pop <laughs> music thing but Eurodance feels yes. like they were some of the like years before we had the Black Eyed Peas saying I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night like Eurodance oh, yeah. was there in the 90s already I got a feeling by Black Eyed Peas also feels spiritually like Eurodance. Oh, yes, <laughs> it does. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but the, yeah. That, that era of Black Eyed Peas, especially, I mean, like Boom Boom Pow is literally, we're going to get to Venga Boys Boom 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 later. But, yeah, like, that's a good point. But I feel shit. like the part that I feel like was also spiritually Eurodance is also just kind of like of. Uh, I've got a feeling is they just adopting another culture's like language and just shouting Laheim in the middle of like uh, <laughs> rather than like, that feels kind of like war is over we can do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that is uh, I will give one brief plug to uh, our podcast the Indie Heads podcast that is very much our niche of like these kind of sort of novelty songs to the point that we did an episode called Gotta Get That in which uh, basically it was a game show in which everyone has to only talk about the song Boom Boom Pow by Black Eyed Peas and you can't talk about anything else and like it was a competition style show where if you talked about something else you would be eliminated and it was very (laughs) very very fun and then we did it again with an LMFAO song of course Uh, hell yeah sounds great great song Um, (laughs) the uh, Amber from the Netherlands is also indicating something like also showing us something that's going to continue on in the late era uh, um, of Eurodance, which I feel like is Scatman John's legacy, which is 
weird nonsensical sounds at the beginning because she opens that song with dubba dubba dub yip dubba day dubba dubba dub yip dubba day i'll just like almost a tribute to scatman john like the chronological makes order like makes sense to me because then we arrive in 1999 at blue dabba deba to die yeah um yeah 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 i think i, I think you're think on there's the... a weird um in the 90s and I, I know in america i'm sure also in europe because it's catman john but like there was a weird like obsession with swing revival um in the late <laughs> 80s into the early 90s in america people be, it just like the, one of those things where like every however long people are like wait this has been not cool for long enough why don't i try to make this cool again <laughs> doesn't it also world? happen again in the 2000s with like the fucking like cherry popping daddies where the fuck that group was I, mean, I mean yeah once when ska comes back yeah in america, it comes like, back in the that, worst those, ways oh to- i mean like that's oh. some of that stuff is truly like bottom of the bear band's called the cherry the cherry pop and daddies it's already horrible to begin with it's awful i used to uh i used to work at a music venue and i once worked a uh a show for the group called caravan palace who are like uh electro swing is how i would describe them it's like survival music meets like and truly uh, a, some of the worst music I've ever heard in my life. B, uh, stinkiest crowd I've maybe ever worked. <laughs> like, t- total, like, steampunk, uh, awful, awful oh, yeah. vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, th- that is, like, a, a perfect example of, yeah, like, I believe, yeah, no, yeah, the Caravan Palace are from France, and they combine uh, electro uh, dance music with swing and jazz pop, yep. and, yep. That's this makes a lot of sense to me, because... It took it took twenty hours for me to get into my like my goggle top hat th- suit em- like embroidered with so many cogs like metal cogs. It took me four hours to get into this. I'm not taking a shower. You kidding me? Of course, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they didn't have uh, uh, bathing on on the airships. It's a weird mi- mix of future technology <laughs> and past technology. Yeah, I do appreciate that they're, <laughs> yeah, that cr- they're like that they're true to era of like ah plumbing what's that <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's actually this weird quirk of the design of this uh blimp is if you install showers it will blow up like the hindenburg yeah one uh, of that's, the that's the, the, in lore reason i think i think it also might just be a like a lot of the people that like this are like gamers or renfair type people because like one of the caravan yeah. palace albums is like an emoticon like it's that that's the kind of group we're dealing with here all right so because we're pressed for time, I'm skipping some of the other songs in the late era, but I'm moving on to some of the bangers that come in towards the end, which is, of course, Danish-Norwegian group Aqua yes. with their song Barbie Girl, 1997, presented in Aquascope. I forgot that was at the beginning of this music Oh, video. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, maybe the most ubiquitous Eurodance song in America. Like, this one just... Yeah. We, you, we can't get rid of this song. Especially now that the Barbie yeah, movie, like, forget Yeah, it. especially now that there's a, a Nicki Minaj version of Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine the people in Aqua, when they found out there was a Barbie movie being made, they're like, thank fucking God, we are about to get so much more money. <laughs> Some new money from old songs. 
I, that's I, another I, floor of my but, house in but Copenhagen. Here's, here's, here's the thing, though, too, is that then this is Eurodance. This is one of the most exploited genres in world history. Oh, that's true. You know, it's like, did Aqua oh, yeah. probably make a penny on this song? Probably not. It is probably like the Swedish ver- or Norwegian version of the Bliss Corporation. That is just like... Yeah, absolutely. Oh, like, like, the fact 10% they, they were, of the... of course, sued by Mattel, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 of course. Like, that's, that's like, oh, yeah. also because this is end of history era of like the landscape it exists in it is also the most on the nose expletive capitalist means of like music production i mean yes you can make the argument that then today we are in a much worse era in terms of you know artists trying to then you know utilize the algorithm this and that and that da, 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 da. sure fine but like there was there were so many record labels that existed at this period of time, just simply trying to oh, find yeah. the next thing yeah. to just like milk out ninety percent of all profits uh, uh, from whatever yeah, like, stupid, like, you know, uh, 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 you know, two seconds of fame that they can get. They they did get like, a so, lawsuit, so, no? They did get a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, pretty I, sure. I just, yeah, I just pulled it up. But, um, there was uh, too sexual. Uh, so that that was the thing. I just was, read this uh, little. Yeah article here that basically they tried to sue by saying that they were associating these unsavory things with the brand and blah 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 and and the <laughs> Have literal you seen yeah the, how the, dare the, you bibify unsavory things yeah. Yeah. The, best, the best part of this is at the end the judge apparently ended the uh, ruling by saying the parties are advised to chill and he dismissed the, the, <laughs> the, the, the lawsuit Oh, he That's threw up. A, he threw up a hang loose yeah. sign and then did a kickflip fifty fifty down the rail of the. Like, this this court has found that Barbie can in fact be obscene in such ways as being Danish. Uh, thank you. Good night, everyone. Yeah, inspired um, by yeah. the Eurodance, uh, the judge said, "Tell the president stop the war. Everyone needs to chill out." <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit sad that you skipped my Lando because this was one of my first uh, encounters oh, with really? the Spanish language and also. What maybe now is right. the equivalent to TikTok dances back then, which would be courtyard, like a schoolyard dances or something. Oh, yeah, totally. Trying to dance to Bailando, Macarena, stuff like that. You know, so. I'm throwing out a bit of Bailando here because I did not... This was one of the songs I did not know. What? Um, yeah, and you get further yeah. into the uh, uh, cultural appropriation Hall of Mirrors thing where it's like now you've got the uh, Belgian-German obsession with Ibiza and spanish mm-hmm. culture yes. and just like the fucking layers of shit going on here but this is a good yep, it, they killed franco we're allowed like them again exactly um yeah so that's interesting by lando is like one that i never i don't think ever really penetrated ireland but like speaking of one that did penetrate ireland um this came at a very appropriate time as ireland was kind of in the midst of its like catholic church backlash um, but we still hadn't quite gotten there and like the Catholic Church was still control of the schools. So in lieu of like having sex explained to me, they just played Venga Boys boom boom boom. <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah, this was my sex education. Um I'm gonna turn it up a bit here. And that's why you're very normal now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, this all hits. <laughs> God, this yeah. music video is hornier than I remember. Uh, I would like to shout out a very good uh, article by the dance music journalist uh, Chal Ravens called We Like to Party 
that is about the the like post pandemic craze of like pop uh hits um in like dance music spaces and how essentially like after the pandemic and people were just so cr- wanting to like have a good time there was this massive influx of like in spaces like Bergain where it was previously like only serious techno the, the the article literally starts with an anecdote of a dj dropping a uh, a venga bus edit in Bergain and some people like loving it and some people being like this is a war crime and they should be tried for this and it's essentially an article that's like a very even-handed like some of this is just let people have fun and some of it is like obvious like nostalgia bait like those terrible um pop songs that are happening now where it's just like uh, a sample is basically the entire song and it's like hey remember this song that exists we're gonna use it again as the chorus um which is basically just like a result of um music publishing companies becoming their own like branded corporate music publishing company used to be really boring there's actually another article about this in pitchfork that's really interesting but like basically music Hmm. publishing companies have become these like corporate monoliths where in a very Eurodance sort of way they say like hey i have the rights to uh super freak get young gravy on the phone and let's make a song that samples that and we're gonna put it in this commercial for taco bell or whatever like like these very like backwards reverse oriented like uh business uh art things it's very and i'm assuming this is kind of where this and i'm assuming this is kind of where this new era of like everyone now sings oh totally over it's yeah the like eiffel 65 the the state that all corporate art is in right now where they all want like the reason why every movie is a remake right they need a built-in audience they need the comfort of people already know what this thing is so we don't have to go out on the limb of convincing them to like a new thing so like let's just have the hit be the song that already exists it's like ip for music essentially it's terrible but we um we have to end now the the late era with two songs I'm pretty excited to talk about. Oh, of course. Well, the um, first one needs no introduction. Well, we already talked about yeah some. I think this. But we're doing it again. This here. song. Yes. All right. If this song, video. if this song was never written, Corner Spatey would have never existed. Let's just put it that way. All right. <laughs> All right. Nick wouldn't. Yeah, I also, I also, sorry, I, we haven't talked about it yet, but I do like the idea that if Nick had arrived to like continental Europe 20 years earlier, he would have been drafted into the like Eurodance production war. Oh, like, I would have been, I would have, be I would have been, I would have been slightly, I would have had, I, I would be slightly less poorer than I am. Let's just say that. Like, yeah, like you, I'd also be living in Italy for like, some reason, like a fucking sicko, but I live in Berlin, like a different type of sicko. You'd you'd be in a in a in a a, a, a band called Lieutenant Doctor Sex or something like that. And, <laughs> that rocks. Um, oh, can I be Lieutenant Doctor <laughs> Sex? That's so cool. <laughs> and your first single would be like faxing Doctor Sex. Um, anyway, let's let's uh, let's no introduction. I think as as a, a small American child, I don't know if I exactly what the timeline of this is but i think for a long time i thought this song was a song made for the blue man group like i really because I really, this was peak blue man group was like late 90s 2000s i thought so the blue I, yeah. man group were in the music video so you're not far off from there 
Like there was I, just something, and then there's also the uh, I don't know uh, the uh, Disney Channel uh, movie Big Fat Liar I believe uses this song was another place I was introduced to this because of course Paul Giamatti uh, who plays a movie producer that they're like pulling this elaborate prank on they fill his pool hmm. up with blue dye and his skin becomes blue and then they play I'm blue and it's very good. This um, is also weird. I thought you were. T- yeah, this is also weirdly. Speaking of the Disney Channel, this music video was on the Disney Channel, and I don't know why it was that well, big this of a is song. Like, mm. Going back to like earlier, the uh, cultural dislocation of Eurodance, and like how all the music videos felt like they weren't really like, hey, this is a thing that's happening in Europe and coming to you. From-. No, it's just like a-, a set. It's like a disembodied. Like this could be for any country that wants to put it number one. It, it comes place. from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that this is like the peak of that where like this song transcends being like a club song and it's just a song that you could play to entertain a small child or whatever. And then when you combine that with the music Absolutely. video, which is like fucking I don't I don't even know how to describe the music video. You just need to go watch it. It's Avatar. Post. It's the movie Avatar. Exactly. Um, um the so in Ireland we had this like we had the 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 top thirty was kind of like the the thing we paid attention to, and every like Sunday evening there was a TV show, and the national broadcaster would do all the music videos of like this is the top thirty this week, and I think it was like something stupid, like nine to ten weeks in a row this was number one, and like everyone in the room, so we could watch this as a family, was waiting for Blue to be unseated as number one in the Irish charts, and I was the only one cheering for it. It's just like, yeah, and yeah. another week, it's Blue, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> We get to listen to it again. <laughs> but yeah, this is almost the peak of like completely depersonalized Eurodance. But the actual peak of that is right after this. They're like, okay, we did I'm Blue. What if we just made it that there's not even an artist and it's just a CGI crazy frog? And then we get Crazy Frog in 2003. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, cra- Crazy Frog is, is, is coming up. I swear I've never watched it on my YouTube account before, but it is coming up in the recommendations. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm... I'm not, I'm not willing to discount Jacqueline's point here. Um, it does feel like it, like if Eurodance had happened like 20 years later, it wouldn't be crazy frog. It would be like, we brought Scatman John back with an AI. Oh, 100%. like yeah. Scatman John. We didn't have the technology. Yeah. Then. Or, or, Scatman or, or John now perf- they would try to make crazy frog, but then like they would accidentally train it on AI that makes it say the N word. Then they're like, we apologize oh, for crazy yeah. frogs races as a real thing that happened. By the way, there was a, a AI rapper that said the N word and they had to like apologize for it. Mm. Cause it was coded by a white person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and they had Crazy to like. Frog already had like this super weird racist problematic vibes to it, especially when it came like on on like Viva. Viva was basically the, a German MTV, which like was like Eurodance. I would describe it basically. It was its own hmm. like music um, channel here in Germany. It was as loud as Eurodance. It was as diverse as Eurodance uh, in Germany. And interestingly <laughs> enough, and in between you had crazy frog ads for like, so to get your ringtone as a crazy. Yes. Yeah. We had that in the U S oh too. And it was always like yeah. the new hit out of Europe. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with the Europeans? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Um, well, in the United yeah. States, God damn it. I can type in the code and get soldier boys crank that as my ringtone, like a civilized man. <laughs> Not the, a tiny frog with with a 
Dick. With his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a quintessential part of his character, actually. Yes. That is something that that is something that we're not going to be able to explain to younger people one day. Is like, yeah, there was ads on the TV, so they would try and get your money so you could get a ringtone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, all right. And then our last song of the evening and ending the late era of Eurodance, I believe, is we do all have to stand and salute for this because this is the German national anthem. It is ATCs all like around the world. Beautiful. Kisses of the sun. Oh, is there German lyrics to this? No, no, no the no, original no. song Wait, of this is. I, I wrote this down, yeah, so I want oh, okay. to talk about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you go for it. Okay, so, I'm just gonna so lower interestingly it enough, this is not actually a 2000 hit because it's a 90s hit that is actually by two Russian DJs um, and producers oh. with the original name uh, Pesienka, which means like a little song, like a like a tiny song, basically okay. Liedchen in German, and later yeah. was then covered by ATC and became this big hit. In in um, in the Russian version, is like basically she just says, "Oh, I'm singing this song to family and friends," and and then it's like la 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 la, basically. So it's about a little song she's singing, and yeah, uh, uh, it is by the dance to Ruki Ver, which means like hands up. So mm. yeah, that's the original so story like, of this. It's a '90s hit from Russia. And the the Germans bought it because the person who wrote the song was just on the street one day and they sold it for like a month's supply of potatoes. <laughs> they got it like from the Soviet Union collapse, like a voucher, yeah, of, like exactly. you own this song now. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like some German businessman came in and I was like, I'll give you 50 bucks for that. Actually, in the credits, they are still credited because the this like uh, rookie uh, is, I mean, they, are, they have written this song, so it's still credited. Yeah, yeah, and then they got like Russian oligarch money, meaning they could just sue the absolute shit out of the entire country of Germany. All right, I'm turning off. Um, oh, such a banger. Yeah, it is. Um, after after this era, we get like what is consi- what I I've heard referred to as the dead cat bounce era. Um, of just like oh is Eurodance still around and then it's kind of not really because it gets monopolized by like effectively three people um, which is Bass Hunter Scooter and Cascada I'm happy um, that Bass Hunter and Cascada are both coming out. very very important artists to me uh, growing up in America uh, as, as a young child uh, I am a big fan of the video game Dota which is of course Bass Hunter oh of course <laughs> I, I play Dota 2 Man, still to this day. But my favorite, my favorite thing about that, speaking of re-recording songs, is that um, that song was already taking off as a hit. And then they basically mm. were like, hey, we need to re-record the song because a lot of people... This is clearly a hit. Like, we've clearly got an anthem on our hands. But it's some uh, nerd shit. It's some nerd shit. And like we, it's like making a clean version, but just making a non-nerd shit version. And that song, of course, all I ever wanted is just Dota, but like not for nerds. And it's more popular, which is very funny to me. Like the- Did, have you seen the original music video for Dota by Bass yes, Hunter? Yes, I have. Where like, Absolutely. excellent. I'm describing it for the audience now because it's like his mom comes into this dark 
albeit for the the glow of the computer screen room where it's him and like four of his swedish mates uh playing dota the computer while they're surrounded by a harem of women who don't seem to be playing it but are just lying there and watching them play it and uh, are just clearly waiting for them to be done and just while this middle-aged swedish woman yells at her child for playing too much dota i believe is what the yeah Um, great great video with with scooter actually they already started in the 90s as well they had a hyper hyper when i was four years old my parents told me that i was running around singing hyper hyper and then like yeah scooter were a big thing like in the 90s Mm. they just i think they pushed it kind of out because this whole genre pushed eurodance yeah yeah and i think that they survived basically yeah scooter and especially hp baxter really kind of does the thing really well of is it a joke or do we not know because hp baxter takes himself so seriously and like like if you've ever, if you've ever seen like an interview with him this and that and that like he is a, he does take like scooter is his like child and but scooter's the dumbest thing on the face they're like how much is the fish you know like the stupid Maria, I like it loud. Yeah. you know like it is it is it is exactly the like it is the 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 pinnacle of Eurodance just or whatever this genre becomes at this point of just can I say the dumbest thing and get people to be like yeah and like <laughs> yeah. but then it also like like Scooter is also quite self aware too because Scooter is also in like a fake documentary called Fractus like oh yeah which is yeah. Um, done by three German comedians. Um, I think it's also, it's like an Atta thing, if I'm not mistaken, of like one of these like fake kind of like, now it isn't like a Eurodance group, but it's, it's like, group. it's like a, yeah, it's like, it's like Kraftwerk or whatever. Yeah. Um, that then kind of like they come back together and then it's like one of the first people interviewed was like, is H.P. Baxter. And he's like, he's at a, like, like, I guess he like actually did this. Uh, like at some festival he's like do you guys remember this song and then plays a fake song and like gets people like really into it and shit um it's all for this like you know mockumentary thing and then scooter uh, sorry not scooter hp baxter then is like interviewed the entire time being like oh yeah this group was the most influential thing to me when i was growing up (laughs) so he's he's always very good about like balancing it but he's also like really well respected in germany like insanely you know um and and he still has that style of this looks the exact same he does not age yeah this and this bleached blonde hair that you have in the early 90s techno scene in germany yeah i saw my cousin dating at least three guys that looked like that (laughs) yeah hell yeah and hp baxter (laughs) and like in scooter and like that too is that you'll like you'll meet like the like you know the most like die hard techno fan in germany and they'll be like i fucking love scooter like it is this is it's so weird i mean the american version of that is kind of me about to genuinely defend cascada uh because i that's great yeah yeah no i mean there's nothing wrong like i know but like i i i i love first of all i will say that song every time we touch besides barbie girl definitely has the biggest american footprint that song i mm. they, they play that at football games and people will sing along with it like it is a huge enormous song and also a very big song for me personally because that is a very a very formative my two formative childhood memories of this episode is uh, hearing i'm blue as a child and falling in love with dance music and hearing cascade as a child and being like 
I will not have the words for this for 20 years, but I'm not having a cis boy reaction to this song. I, 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 I am clearly either a woman or a faggot or both is what I've learned in this song. Every time we touch brackets, woman. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, yeah. Great, great song. Great tune. But yeah, no, it was very much like it was dead as like a kind of present concern at that point and it transitioned fully into the sort of novelty song era. But that then that's when it became yeah. really popular in America, of course, is the crazy the crazy frog era. <laughs> the crazy frog. Yeah, we call this the crazy frog era. <laughs> like when Cascada and Scooter and Crazy Frog linked up, man, you know you're in for a good time. Um to to Yulia's point about like her cousin dating three guys who look like Scooter or whatever. Um I, I do want to actually stress this for the American listeners and maybe people who were like too young when this stuff was going out. But like, if you watch any of these music videos, if you watch like a Venga Boys music video in particular, we did dress like this. This yes. is what it looked like in the yes. 90s. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm just like, um, I remember seeing the 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 music, the music video at album artwork for uh, uh, We're Going to Ibiza by Venga Boys. Yeah. And they're like, they're all cartoons in that. And like one of them's dressed as a sailor and the other one's dressed in like lime green leopard print and you can see her oh. underwear through her short skirt. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we did dress like this actually. It was like minus four degrees outside, but we did dress like yeah. this. My, my older sister had a Miss 60, which back then used to be the jeans that you wanted to have. And it was a... Uh, uh, Blue luck. Um, what is luck in English again? Uh, vinyl, basically. Yeah. A blue vinyl oh. jeans, like in oh. a very, very baby blue kind of. It was amazing. Yeah, I see, was, like... Well, it was them, actually, uh, it was a great era. Yes. Yeah. Great era for clothes being made out of vinyl, actually. Yeah. Yes. yeah. A lot Europe, of it is coming back right now, actually. That's Europeans were trying to look like that, and all Americans were trying to look like the kids from, uh, uh, what is it, Codenames Kids Next Door. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the cartoons because I did have the thought about the Venga Boys that like they they did the gorillas thing before gorillas of like it's a cartoon yeah. band, but they're yeah, I mean, cartoon. And Blue also, did the thing before, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before Avatar. Yeah, before, before yeah. Avatar. It's the original. Avatar. The thing that I. The thing that I got, like, I was I was listening to uh, uh, Jacqueline, your wonderful like Planet of the Bass playlist again to just get in the mood for today's episode, and um, in that I just got the the psychic like attack as I remembered that like the album artwork for some of Captain Jack's like albums was just hentai. Yeah, um, seriously, it, this weird intersection <laughs> of 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 yeah, like early internet culture and late nine. Yeah, the Captain Jack, all of the artwork for those is uh, incredible stuff. Well, it's it's a very particular uh, um, thing that's been lost to the sands of time that people need to be constantly reminded. But like the Germans and the French were weebs before America was, because they were just like they were watching anime and reading manga for ages. Because like ah yeah, another thing we have to translate. Sure, fuck it. And then like Americans didn't get it until like Pokemon, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the thing that then so I I mentioned earlier to all this cuz you know we're 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 going on almost an hour and a half here and i feel i need to i need to bring oh, my yeah. my thesis sorry i looked up the captain jack uh, album covers oh my god yeah don't do there that are some sex, <laughs> don't sexy, do that at work and there are some sexy anime girls uh, yep yeah yep, checking his pants <laughs> i mentioned i don't remember and we if dress like this <laughs> yeah everyone did it's europe baby so speaking of then like you know 
we are we are a smart podcast. Okay, we're not we're not fools mm. here. Uh, we are you know this is yeah. corner spade to your f- favorite Hegelian dialectic po- po- podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in in and in Hegelian dialectics, you have the thesis, the antithesis, and then the synthesis. Okay, so um, all of this I feel gets wrapped up again quite well within like America's obsession with then the certain type that is the Guido. All right. Jersey Shore. Okay. Now this isn't like right. Eurodance, like Eurodance isn't even like really mentioned in the show at all. But the thing I think that kind of like brings like the only people I feel in the United States who ever understood the genre ever are Italian Americans. <laughs> In hell, fucking um, yeah. Particularly, <laughs> uh, particularly in the sense of like men thinking that this is the most manly shit ever, and just go yeah. into a club and just just beat the fucking ground with their fists, listening to like, you know, Mister Saxo Man or whatever. If anyone you know? is familiar with, uh, so there is a guy on Instagram. Are you familiar with Big Time Tommy? Oh my god, yeah, okay. of course. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Big yeah. Time like, Tommy, yeah, is, Big Time Tommy's version of that, ultimate. yeah. Is 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 Simple. old school music, which just sounds like freestyle, yeah, freestyle, yeah. And he's just like, he's just like, just like, oh, this is the hottest shit ever, you know, big time, Tommy. Like, fucking loves it. The Guido is quite similar because the Italian American always wants to then either, um, I, 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 I think in the sense that they never want to be seen as in like the white European of the German or the, the Scandinavian, mm-hmm. this and that and that, and Eurodance. <laughs> yeah, they want it. They well, they they don't. They, They're still a hyphenated American. Exactly, basically. they want to be a hyphenated American. They 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 don't entirely want to be white, but they they're also you know racist this and that whatever you know to to. to you know, that's a whole other discussion to be had. But what Eurodance allows them, this kind of group of people to do, particularly Guidos, is that then they allowed to have all the manicured isms of European masculinity. You know, like you can be, uh, you know, six foot three, you know, just jacked guy, completely smooth with like, you know, Jesus tattoos everywhere, wearing like the tightest pants known to man. And like an affliction yeah. T-shirt that's all in a sailor suit, and a, yeah, you know whatever, like whatever it may be, and then you know as as manicured as can be, this and that and that, and in any other context, oh, that would be like you know that that'd be some gay shit, but weirdly the italians halfway across the world doing the exact same fucking thing you know you go to rome and you see like a man who then you know probably has never cooked a meal in his life wearing you know like his mom does everything for him he has three earrings in one ear but yet is the most homophobic man you've ever met in your life you know and (laughs) the perfect the only people i feel who ever understood the masculinity and all this shit in the united states that then is within eurodance is the guido and they love this shit and there are like different sub genres of this stuff that then kind of you know exists within like whatever the kind of music that they listen to because it's not it's not eurodance but it like kind of isn't not either you know um, like if you ever watch an episode of Jersey Shore, they're fucking stoked to shit to go and like I mean EDM is like the per- I mean EDM yeah, house, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. a lot of this energy goes. Exactly, but like a lot of this energy though, comes basically. from not like it, it's it's weird because a lot of the energy doesn't come from like house or from techno or whatever. It comes from Eurodance. Mm-hmm. 
you know, which is like, yeah, okay, does that come from house and techno? This, yeah, sure, sure. But the real, yeah, Cascade and 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 Bass Hunter and all them aren't inspired by like, you know, what what Freddie Knuckles or whatever this and that and that. Or oh, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah, They're inspired by by Blue and by by. You know, and yeah. I, I and it's why it's why I'm fascinated with this stuff because basically I am someone who Frankie Knuckles. Grew, sorry, I grew I, I up. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I, I grew up on trash EDM culture. Like I grew up uh, in I was in um, high school and college for the 2010s, basically, and so I mm. was experiencing the peak EDM boom as I was an impressionable mm. teenager who knew nothing about where house and techno music came from or any of its cultural origins or whatever. And so I was just experiencing trash essentially. And I found my way backwards to that stuff. Eventually, like I went to school in Michigan. So once I was in Detroit, I was like, Oh, this this music comes from a place and a culture and people, et cetera. (laughs) But like, uh, before that, I sort of it's got not doing into the beer music. bongs with eighteen frat guys. I got yeah. into the music yeah. via its like weird cultural offshoot, and then now like reexamining that later is always like super fascinating to me because there's like traces of the stuff I still like today in electronic music in whatever in my lizard brain hears a synthesizer and goes, "Ah, yes, when we heard blue in the car as a child, you're safe now." Whatever, like <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, but that is actually interesting that you bring that up because. It- it was here of course it wasn't perceived as like a very high cultural good like Eurodance or something um, yeah and like I mean even in Germany they have this word like saying Kirmesmusik yeah so like yeah like Kirmes festival music, music. Is, uh, like is yeah well a festival no it's more like re- really Kirmes you know auto scooter you know those like like a uh, fair uh, fair uh, fair yeah festival, yeah that's that's so, that's know? yeah oh like a fair right um, yeah yeah so in Germany a fun was, ground kind of yeah well, it would it Go would on. all it was uh, always be like an October. Every fucking city has an Oktoberfest, you know. Like even the tiny um, place where I grew up, uh, and people would hang out at the outer scooter. The cool people, yeah, the cool teenagers would hang out at the outer scooter, and which is like these tiny cars that bump into each other, you know. You drive yeah. them around. Oh, bumper cars, oh, yeah, bumper yeah, cars, yeah. outer scooter, yeah, yeah. And they would hang out there and listen to Mr. Vane. i feel oh my god we could yeah we could we could go (laughs) on to a whole like 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 Uh, the the type of person we can go like the person who just like like listens to like gabber the entire time and is just like slamming yeah yeah. no 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 even in germany just slamming energy drinks like at the at the train station just listen that is a person so i i i I have I have two points to add to both of these things because I've been thinking way too much about this. But first, I do love like this thing I said about like Eurovision, whatever I talk about Eurovision, which is feels like nonstop. But um, the the kind of thing that like reminding people that like yes, Eurovision is gay Christmas, but at the same time, half of Eurovision's audiences are like looking at two grown men kiss each other and thinking that's the straightest shit in the world. Um, <laughs> in, in the same way that like again like this all starts with like the guidos in america looking at like late stage euro dance being like this is the straightest shit in the world yeah. and then euro dance again comes from like europeans looking at chicago house being like this is the straightest shit i've seen in the world he got a chick yo how do you get a chick that then's wearing spandex silver things 
You get two chicks. You get, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all about justify, reverse justifying whatever you find yourself drawn to naturally. Like it's like Americans, <laughs> like our our most stereotypically masculine straight thing is football, the sport where people just like ram male bodies into each other all day. Long, which is like, <laughs> yeah. What, whatever, whatever it is, we just like okay, yeah, that's what the the normal straight thing is to do because I like it. I'm normal yeah. and straight, so that's why the European <laughs> version of that is like. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a queer. I just wear tight pants, and I look like every twink in New York City. Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> now, if then, you and all the uh, twinks would then just start slamming into each other, then now you know. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now, now we're talking. That's straight. <laughs> um, and then. <clears throat> To Yulia's point, which is one of the reasons why I'm personally obsessed with Eurodance, is it is probably one of the only examples of European cultural product where, like, it is low culture. And, like, again, why I love Eurovision, because, like, Europe really loves doing, like, we do the sophisticated thing, like, the Italian food here is more authentic, the French, like, we know how to do real cinema, quote-unquote, Scandi dramas are all very serious and dire, and then, like, no... It's about drinking when you're underage in front of fucking bumper cars at your fucking rinky dink fairground that yes, your town exactly. in like a play like your town in NRV that used to have jobs and now you all do this. It's LMFAO um, culture. It's it's party absolutely. party rocking. Yes, that is it, what it was. It is the like this is Eurodance is my antidote for like the weird Douglas Murrays of the world who are like, we need to return to tradition and Europe needs to be white. And I was like, no, no Europe no, no. needs to be diverse. And we're all yes. day drinking in front yes. of this fucking supermarket. <laughs> yeah. I, I always like, that's the like, like kind of to like, this is my Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. To, to piggyback on, on Kieran's point is that then I, I think that then that I want to trashier Europe because Europe is far trashier than the U S could ever be. And it really it's annoys me. Trashy. It's not beautifully trashy. It's disgusting, yeah. actually, in a lot of ways. It's <laughs> really, me? but it's good. No, I mean, like, like. But this, cir- this circle, hang on. This circles back to what we were talking at the beginning yeah. of just being aware of what you are, exactly. recognizing that it's we are trash and trash, it's fine right? and good. Because they see our trash yeah. and they start the group rednecks based on it, right? Like yeah. they, <laughs> they, they, they see. Like, that's cool. Right? Like, An American nice see European yes. trash and we have fucking Guidos. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. it's yeah. you know, one man's trash Beautiful is another. Is another, is another Italian American's awesome. treasure. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah, no. This is this is this is my new my new band. It's called School Shooters with a K instead of a CH, <laughs> and uh, my name's Sleeve McDyke. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Swedish people in like trench coats. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is this is this is a beautiful exchange of culture and ideas. And um, yeah, the correct way to be European is to complain about Eurovision, watch it anyway, and love it, and then day drink at um, an event that's clearly for children. Um, so yeah, and also your girlfriend dresses like one of the Venga boys. It's fine. Which one? Any of them? It's fine. <laughs> All right. With that, I think we need to wrap it up because we've been going long. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you and all of your wonderful cultural products? Oh, thank you. You can find me on Twitter at horse underscore jeans. Um, I am one of the co-hosts of the Indie Heads podcast. I don't really write about music a ton these days, but every once in a while I dabble in it. But mostly I host the podcast and you can find me on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, 
thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Great uh, cultural exchange between our, our colleagues. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> In 10 years' time, someone will remake this podcast, but everyone's nationalities will be flipped. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we will catch you on the bonus feed. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.